Hello and welcome to the Bicky Podcast. Yes, it is me again. I am back from my adventures. I am tired, trying to catch up on the jet lag, but we push on with the pod. Um, a late release again, as this is going to get released on Sunday, but you'd have the bonus pod in the, in the midweek, so you can forgive us for this time. Um, I'm only joined by one of my fellow trio this week. Uh, you can probably guess which one it is already, because he's always there. 100% attendance, because we're not counting this week, this midweek one. It is Grievo. Hello, my friend. 99% Grievo. How's it going? <laughs> or are we calling you Grievo, or or you, we have to call you a certain a different name now, don't we? Sammy van der Grieve, please. Sammy van der Grieve, yes. Please welcome <laughs> the, the latest Dutch nationalist, Sammy van der Grieve. He is here in his uh, Dutch top with van der Grieve on the back. Um, uh, num- what number? Number five. Oh, church number, yeah. Church number, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you want to explain why you are now Sammy van der Grieve? Well, it's very nice to be here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I came into a little bit of money recently. I um, obviously the Euros is on, and um, I, I like to have a little little bet every now and again. Not a huge amount of money, but just. Just to make it a bit more interesting, obviously I'm interested in all the games, but if I've got a little bit of money on it, then it makes it a little bit more interesting, a bit fun. Um, but, you know, gamble away. It's fun yeah. until it's not fun. All that sort fun of stuff. Stop, stop. That's the one. Um, so, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I put one pound on an accumulator of such, um, which I predicted three correct score lines of three games at the Euros. And it only went and bloody won. So I think overall I got 530 quid or something off, um, of, it, off, of, off of a bet. So, yeah, and it was, yeah, obviously it was, the, it was the Dutch game was the last game, the Netherlands mm-hmm. game. So that's why you've gone for Sammy van der Grieve. Um, yeah. It was, yeah, what did you need? 2 0? Yeah, 2-0. It was 1 0 fairly early on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's one of those games where if they scored the second a bit earlier, they probably would have gone and got a third. Yeah. Because they scored the second quite late on, they want enough time to get the third. So it's that 2 0. And yeah, he did win. Yeah, it was, it was good. Um, I think it was the. I think Belgium that day beat Denmark 2 1. Yeah, because they went 1 0 down. Yeah. They did. And Ukraine, I think, 1 2 1 as well. Yeah. And they missed the penalty. So there's a lot of things which could have thrown my bet off course, but. Yeah, up the Dutch. <laughs> we do love the Dutch. Apparently, they're not. You're not supposed to call them the Dutch. No, because yeah, because the Dutch is just like one province of mm. the Netherlands. They're actually called the Netherlands. Yes, yeah, I think Holland, Holland is like a group of three of the yeah. provinces. That's Holland, and then the Netherlands is all. I think sixteen. Yeah. I think yes. provinces. Yeah, and do you know why they're playing orange? Um. Uh, it's the royal family colour. Oh. Apparently. Learned that quite a while ago. I mean, my mum well, must have been watching some sort of Euros or World Cup. She was, she loved the kit. She likes the orange. So she Googled why they were playing orange. And yes, it's apparently the royal, the royal family colours of the Netherlands. I so, love that. Normally, like when... as a ginge, I can't wear orange. Yeah. It doesn't really suit me. Yeah. But it looks good. I think I'm rocking it. Yeah. And instead of three lions, it's just one lion on your shirt. It is. It, yeah. I think it's a lion anyway. I it's something. Know. I don't think I'll be wearing this if we reach a semi final against them. No, definitely not. No, no but for yeah. the time being. <laughs> um, have you been to 
the pub since doing football pod? Have you have you started any conversations? I haven't. No, I, I have had a few conversations in work with yeah. non-football fans. Um, did you use your own advice, or did they use your advice? I yeah yeah I I I like to spread my knowledge wherever I go, um, and yeah. So I mean, a few of them are getting more involved. We have got a sweepstake going on, so there's always questions of how's my team doing, who's out, who's in, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's good vibes. And it is well, it's definitely coming home. We can't really argue with that. Um... <laughs> it's the bloody Germans again. Uh, it was it was gonna be, wasn't it? You know, throughout that whole even in the group chat, we were all like, Oh, I'd rather we'd rather Portugal, whatever the worst of the three, you know. Mm. A couple of people were like, Oh, I wouldn't mind France. No one mentioned Germany at all. No. And then uh yeah, going I think someone that there was a picture that went round, it was like at nine twenty five PM we had Portugal. At nine twenty-seven PM, we had Germany. At nine twenty-nine thirty-one PM, we then had France, and then it went back to Portugal, and then it went to Hungary, and then eventually ended up we had we had Germany. Yeah, it was always going to be one. Let's be fair; it was never not going to be Germany. I know, I know, and it's it's a horrible one because my head is saying it's the Germans we're going to lose, mm. but in my heart it's coming home. Yeah, and it's just like the Germans oh. don't look good. They've had one good game against Portugal. Yeah. They looked ropey against France. Obviously, Hungary did a good job on them. Mm-hmm. You just know they're going to turn up. You just fucking know they're going to turn up. Yeah, I think the, uh, the, only, the only thing we can say from like a performance point of view for England is that we've not conceded yet. We, we yeah. do look reasonably comfortable in defence. Yeah. So, we stop them scoring. We've got a chance. Football's a simple game. You win one game 1-0, you win the tournament. It's quite simple, really. That is true. I think that's what Southampton going for. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, let's um let's get into the, the Bicky breakdown then. Um okay. this week we it's a bit a little bit different. We're gonna be talking about what we're doing as part of the Euros. We're gonna promote a little company that we've gone with. Mm. Um, so yeah, as I say, the Euros are on and it's always nice to do things that tie along with the Euros, like for example, your bets and another example, drinking beer. Um and what we've done is there's a company called The Beer Companies, beer spelled B-I-E-R, um, and they did a Euros box, basically, where they've had one beer from every country that was at the Euros, and a big box, quite a cool box, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got like a, it's, it's almost like an advent calendar type thing. Yeah, it's nice. Um, yeah, so they've got one beer from each uh, country that's playing in the Euros, and then the idea is that you drink that country's beer when that country gets eliminated. Um, so obviously we're now at the end of the group stages, so we've got eight beers to catch up on. We've done a good job, only got two left. I think you've only got two left as well. I do have two left, yeah. I'm not sure what Charles got left. Um he's pretty busy. But we we know he's drunk Turkish beer. Yeah. That's that's the only one for certain. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna promote this company, like I say, beer company, B I E R. They do a lot of different I looked on their website, they do a lot of different um boxes. They've got currently got a Father's Day box going on. It's mainly UK beers. I think this Euro box was quite a special, special edition one because of the Euros, obviously. But it's mainly UK beers like your Brew Dogs. There's a few other companies on there. I can't remember the names now. Um, but yeah, just check out their website. I'm going to promote them on our socials when we get to it. Mm. Um, and yeah, talking to the socials, because we've obviously we are drinking the beers as they get eliminated, we are also going to review those beers as a, as a trio, me, me Grievo, and Chug. 
Um, and I'm going to post them on our Bicky podcast Instagram on the story. Not not as a post, just going to do it as a story. Each time I drink a beer, I'm going to Sam, uh, Grievo and Chug are both pretty good at photography. They've done some nice little, <laughs> nice little photographs of the beers, of the can and the, and the beer in a glass, sort of with the, with the box in the background. It's quite cool. So yeah, I'm going to post that and we're going to give our rating out of 10 and also a little little comment, a little, you know, not a big comment, not a huge comment, but just, just enough to fit on the story. Um, and yeah, if, if you want to follow that, follow that, follow us with that. Um, obviously, we've got eight beers to catch up on, as I've said. And mm-hmm. then from, from today, we're going to have two a day for the next four days because it's the round of 16. Yep. Two teams are going out each day. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a lot of catching up. But yeah, I hope you enjoy us doing this because some of the beers have been quite nice, as you'll, as you'll see from the comments. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, we're not sponsored by the beer company yet. No, yet is the yes, yeah. Yet. We're gonna uh, as as I tag them in, I'm gonna we're gonna get some sponsorship. Of course we are. Yeah. So uh, look nice. We just like promoting local companies, really. Exactly. And um, after purchasing the beers and after it get, get, getting delivered, they sent a very nice email out, sort of saying that. Thanks for the support and all that sort of stuff. And due to the demand for these boxes and the um, support that people have been giving them, they were able to give 20 people in their local area jobs, which um, it, it, you, you don't think about it like that. But nice. actually getting that email and uh, as a thank you was, was actually quite nice. Yeah, it was, it was worth doing. Yeah, definitely. Um, they just seem like a nice local company. They obviously, you know, it's, it's, we, we like drinking those sort of craft local breweries you know obviously we're, we're, we're going to go into more in this pod about beer um giving it away but obviously the title gives it away anyway so but yeah we we obviously are you got your main beers that you drink at the pub but we do like our local craft breweries and um the some of the, like i said none of these have been horrible the rate i don't think we've gone below a five out of ten on the ratings because that's there's been a couple of fives because it's just but they're just buying average beers but on the whole they've been delightful They've been very nice, and I think I gave a four on one. Oh, beer. did you? But it, it just wasn't to my taste. It wasn't a horrible beer. Yeah. It just wasn't to my personal but, taste. Yeah, as, and as with all things, beer is is um, subjective. Mm. You know what we say isn't gospel. It's just our opinion on, on that beer. Very true. Um, and I've I've appreciated and I've enjoyed every single one of them. Yeah, but yeah. some are just some are just better than others. Yeah, exactly. Um, I won't reveal the best one yet. We'll, we'll wait for the. Uh, but we don't know. We don't know. We've still well, got the best one so to far, drink. Though. The best one so far. We'll wait for the socials to reveal that. But um, we are actually going to do a live tasting of one of these beers. Um, May I add, we're recording this at ten to eleven in the morning. Oh yes, yes, ten <laughs> to eleven. It's, <laughs> it's four drinking. o'clock somewhere. Yeah, you're so, And you know, in sort of two hours' time, we'll be watching some rugby. Yes. So. Yeah, um, we've gone for this beer because of the can. Uh, it's a nice blue can with a picture of a rooster, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Kuko, K-U-K-O. And it yes. is, it's 5%, which is, for a, for a craft beer, it's pretty decent, actually. Um, and it is from Finland. Yes. We are going for the Finnish beer the today. The Pookie Party. Um, so I will... Uh, Open the can because that that sound of opening the can is uh oh there it is there it is that's one of the one of the nicest sounds in the world um yeah um shall I go first or are you 
You go Are you ahead, You're going to read the description, yeah? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, sure. Cool. Tell us about um, the Pemen Mekas <laughs> Vale Lager. Lager! It says Lager. Majupt Och Valsmakande Lust Lager. Yes, the description is in Finnish, so we cannot give you much more information than that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was a good effort, I think. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it's finished lager. That's all we need to know. What else mm. know? It's got hops, it's got barley, it's got whatever else gets put in lager. It's got a website, if you want to go to their website, www.laterland.com. Oh, yeah. Uh, Laterland spelt L-A-I-T-I-L-A-N.com. And the nice thing about this one, as we were saying before, the um, pod, is actually from Finland. Yes. A few of the beers we've had. They've been for a certain country, but they've been brewed in sort of like London or Scotland. So, but this one's actually genuinely, genuinely, genuinely from Finland. So, yeah, Finnish beer. Cheers. Oh. Mmm. Mmm. Okay. It's an it's a unique taste. It's hoppy. Mmm. It's very hoppy. So it's a lovely golden color i'm mm-hmm. enjoying the color yeah um what's this what's the aroma oh, oh. beer it's like beer as you can tell we are hugely experts at beer yeah yeah <laughs> looks like beer smells like beer tastes like beer yeah it's got it's got a nice little it's bitter, but it's not too bitter, I don't think. It's got a nice fizz on the back of the tongue. Yeah, the yeah, it has. I'm, I'm going to go with a 7.2. Oh, you like it, do you? I do like it, yeah. Okay, I was feeling more of a 6. Yeah? To be honest. Um, yeah. I do I like mean, it. I, I like it slightly bitter, not too bitter, but yeah, I do like it. It's, it's very, very nice, but it's, there's nothing to stand out for me. No. No, it's it's a bit of a a standard standard beer. So well, there we go. That is the finished beer. Um, we I'll still post that one on the um social when Chug gets round to drinking it, so we can have all three of our opinions on there. But yeah, that's mine and Sam's opinion on the finished beer. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um moving on then. Um, I just mentioned earlier we're going to be watching rugby soon because it is it's a pretty big day for sport actually in general. Huge day. Um, we have the British and Irish Lions, which is, you should all now know about because we've done two pods on the Lions. They are playing their first sort of warm up game before they actually head to South Africa in uh, against Japan in Scotland. I think they're playing at Murrayfield, aren't they? They are indeed. Um, squad that he's named no, not one English player, which. I'm not surprised because the English season has not even finished yet, technically. But obviously, Saracens have only just played in their championship final. <clears throat> Most of the English boys play for clubs that are in the playoffs anyway. So they've only just sort of finished their games. So I'm not, I'm not massively bothered that there's no English players. And I know a lot of people did get funny about it, but I really don't care. Not really, no. Um, and there's a lot of Scots. Well, there were a lot of Scots. They've had a few injuries, but there were yeah. a lot of Scots um, in the starting lineup, which one they deserve after the season they've had. And two, as it's in Murrayfield, it just makes sense. So yeah. I, I don't think you can really take a huge amount of 
the result or the performance of today's game. No. Um, or yesterday's game, whenever you listen to this. But That's true. Um, it's, it's the Lions, isn't it? It's exciting. Yeah, yeah the Lions are exciting. It's the first game. I think this game is probably more to give Japan a bit of yeah. airtime because obviously, you know, they're, they're one, very much one of the up-and-coming countries in rugby. Um, and the Lions don't tend to play other countries outside of the ones they tour. Usually, no. they just play the provinces when they go and tour. I think it's one of the, I don't know, it's the very first, or definitely first I can ever remember, they're actually playing another country. So, it's just, yeah, just an occasion more than anything, really. I don't think there's much to take from it. No, and um, it's the only game on the tour that I have fans. So, that'd be enjoyable to watch. Yeah, and it's the only game on free to air TV, Channel 4. It certainly is. And, um, what was I was just going to say, it's also... Moment. Because you'd already have seen it by the time you listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> Channel Four, you want to sponsor us? Let us know. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like I said, I don't think we'll learn a huge amount um, just because Japan and South Africa played two completely different styles of rugby. Yeah, massively. So hopefully, because the Japanese like playing quick, fast, enjoyable on the eyeballs rugby. Yeah. Hopefully, the Lions can do similar mm-hmm. um, before they go and just. Smash lumps out of each other for the next four weeks <laughs> yeah, against them. <laughs> they're just, yeah, they're just so big. South Africans, they're so big. <laughs> yeah, the South African squad is ridiculous. Mm. Um, although half of them are burnt now, they're burnt. Do you not see that story? No, um, Mon- the two that play for Munster, Snyman and Dalan, D- Damien Dalande, yeah, yeah, they were having like a open sort of log fire and with a few other monster boys and someone chucked petrol on it and they all got burnt on a human level that is a sad tale but as a lions fan <laughs> i know what i'll be aiming to they're actually, them. yeah they're, they're all right and they're gonna they're, they're actually gonna they're still gonna be in the squad they're meeting up with the Africa medical team now but yeah stupid I'd, I'd, I'd be aiming straight for the burn I would. Yes. I, 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 that's a horrible thing to say, but a win's a win. Because they're two pretty crucial players as well, actually. They've had some... Especially Damien Dalande, he's, he's definitely the starting centre. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was that story of the last week, I think, or two weeks ago. I can't remember now. Another um, sporting story, I'm not sure if you've seen it, but obviously Russia have been knocked out of the Euros. Yeah. Um, and the Russian FA have claimed that the reason they lost to Denmark yeah. so sort of like severely in the last game was because the whole squad was suffering for COVID-like symptoms. COVID-like symptoms? Yes. Without actually um, having COVID? Well, it's a dodgy subject. Uh, apparently, <laughs> one, one of the players um, went out and had like a night out with his mates and his family and stuff. Right. Contracted COVID-like symptoms. And then 24 hours before the game, all the squads were showing these symptoms. <laughs> right. So, yes. Uh, I, I can't remember what player it was. Um, oh, what was it? I think it was, it was Chestikov. Yeah. That rings a bell. Chestikov, yeah? <laughs> 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 it was a joke! Oh, I got it! Yes, it's there! <laughs> 
<laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Got him. Rings a bell, does it, mate? <laughs> These fucking nuts. <laughs> Oh, he's got me there, yeah. Really got me there. <laughs> Fair play, good effort. To be fair, I believed it because this sort of thing Russia would fucking do. They're that arrogant. Yeah. They exactly. would be like, yeah, I've got COVID, but fuck it, I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. Talking of COVID, actually, that was another weird story with the whole um, Billy Gilmore got COVID. Oh, yeah. Plays with the whole of the Scotland team, trains with the whole of the Scotland team. Met up with Mason Mount and Ben Chilwell after the England game, and they've got to isolate, but the Scotland team haven't. Where is the logic? I I honestly do not get it. No, I don't. I, I think it was something to do with the fact that Ben Chilwell and Mason Mount spent like twenty five minutes with them after the game in like close contact. But surely the whole the, the... the Scotland squad train, eat, sleep, yeah, shower. They do everything with him. So. And the game was 90 minutes, so whoever was marking Billy Gilmore would have been on him for 90 minutes. Well, true. Maybe not, because he, they sort of... He, he, well, as Scotland fans would say, he had, a, he had England in his back pocket, but true. it's fucking nil-nil. That nil-nil win that took him right through to the to the round of 16 did really well. The only thing I've got in their pocket now is their fucking take-it-home bastards. <laughs> They're and so your, salty as well. They fucking and your love beer it. was shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We'll get into that. <laughs> um, yeah, that was yeah. So, just another example of COVID making it up as we go along. Mm. Along with, Ooh. yeah, a big news story dropped yeah. yesterday. Matt yeah. Hancock. Oh, yes, Matt Vicky Hancock. Break, the Vicky breakdown's getting into it. No, now, thank you, Matthew Hancock, because we were struggling for news stories, and then you came along. Yes, he he took he out to help out. To the next level. Yes. There's hands, so many memes going about. Hands, face, ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you seen the video of it? <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> oh, it's cringy as fuck. It's just, why? Why would you want to get of him? Uh, just, just necking in a corridor. Yeah. Just, why? Yeah. Just, well, yeah, I wonder what's going to come of that because obviously. Basically, fuck all came from came of Dominic Cummins. He left his job, but that was it. Yeah, he's living a cushy life now, probably in wherever he drove to at that time. Yeah, so, but... apparently Boris has accepted his apology and, yeah. and has called it quits. He's gone, yeah, put put a line in it. Um, but it's also been revealed this morning. Actually, Molly showed me an article that um, you know, there's been a lot of rumours that there's been some dodgy PPE contracts and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that the person who these contracts are involved with and who's been selling his PPE to st- stuff to is the brother of the woman he was having an affair with. Oh. Yeah. So. Right. Mm. It's just, <laughs> oh, it's just so dodgy, in it? It's just all so dodgy. It is. Do- I, I feel bad for his family because obviously they had no part in this. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Nick Hancock, what a, what a wally. Yeah. Absolute twat. Just so, everything's just so corrupt. Yeah. That was something I was I was going to mention about a football pod, actually. It's another great conversation starter. If you're in a pub, you don't know about football, just shout, UEFA are corrupt. It's true. And someone will someone will come to you and tell you about, all about the politics of UEFA and how it all works, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So make sure you've got a couple of beers lined up, because that'll be a very long chat and you won't get rid of them. <laughs> if you, yeah, so if you're going to shout, UEFA is corrupt in the pub, 
have a couple of beers with you because someone will come along and tell you all about the politics of UEFA and how it all works and it'll be a long, long chat and you won't be able to get rid of them. So yeah, you need at least two beers. The only time you're allowed to break the double part rule if someone's going to talk to you about politics. True. Um, yeah, but yes, fuck the government, fuck UEFA. It's coming in. Perfect roundup of the Wiki Breakdown. Yeah. Um, oh, one other thing, the Wiki Breakdown, see the other sort of non-important rugby games today. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, it is the Prem, Prem Rugby Final, which I'm not salty about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, we're only ourselves to blame. So basically, yeah, Bristol Bears uh, played Harlequins in the semi-final. Exeter played Sale. Grievous team is Exeter, my team is Bristol Bears, as we spoke about before. Um, Bristol Bears were 28 nil up after 35 minutes. And then proceeded to lose the game, 43-31. So, the we, biggest, scored, we scored 43-30-something big... no, else. We scored, yeah, literally we scored 10 points in about 50 minutes because there was extra time. So, we went from 28 points in 30 minutes to 10 points in 50 minutes. Yeah, it was the biggest comeback in Premiership history. Yeah. And going by this season, if anyone was going to do a comeback like that, it would have been Hurricanes. Or or Bristol. If it was the other way around in Bristol, then everyone would be like, oh, Bristol, yeah, of course it would be Bristol. But those were the two teams that would do something like that, just something stupid. Yeah, they're both the very, very good. It was a bloody good game. I was a neutral, I'm sure. It was amazing to watch. I didn't actually get to watch it because I was in Barbados, but I did watch on commentary. And I sort of knew when it got to like 28, 21, I was like, Harlequin's going to win this fucking game now. I just fucking knew it would. And then it went to extra time. And then Sheedy missed a penalty early on in extra time. I was like, yeah, definitely Harlequin's now. You just feed it. Yeah. Momentum oh, but... momentum swang after yeah. um, Don Brandt scored just for half time. Yeah, and crazy yes. old game. Crazy mm-hmm. old game is sport. The mental side of it is more interesting than the physical side of it. Most certainly. Um, and then, yeah, and then Exeter did an absolute job on sale, which we're all happy about. You're welcome. No one, like, no one likes sale. Just no yeah. one. But again, that was a bloody game. It's probably the two best semi-finals for a long, long time. Very, very long time. Yeah, and I just hope that today slash yesterday's Premiership final isn't <laughs> as drab as recent ones have been. Yeah, the trouble with the trouble with the final when you get there, it's like you don't want to lose, so you stop playing. You play to not lose rather than to win. I don't think Quinns will do that. I, I hope Quinns they... won't, but usually that's what happens. It's, it's how. Gareth Southgate was setting up the England team, play not to lose rather yes. than play to win. Like, it might not make, yeah, that makes sense, but yeah. Hopefully it'll be a bloody good game. Um, I hope so. And um, Richard Capstick, I want to shout out you. Um, <laughs> my, my dad used to house like rugby players essentially. So um, the uh, secondary school, which is near his area, um, they've got a very prestigious rugby academy. And players would go there that lived sort of miles away. So he would house them. You'd you know, put a bed and stuff over them. And then um, they'd finish their schooling, play for the academy and then move on. And Richard Capstick was one of those people. So um, he, was only, he wasn't there for long. But yeah, it's, it's awesome to see someone that you sort of know doing very yeah. well. Yeah, decent. Um, I probably am going to go with Exeter a win. I genuinely, genuinely, I like both teams. So it's not one team I want to win over the other. It'd be nice to see Harlequins for something different, and just because of the way they play. But like Bristol, have they got that 
intelligence to win a game when they need to win it. Like yeah. extra have definitely got that. Like if it's if it's close if it gets to sixteen minutes and it's pretty close, Exeter will win. Yeah, I, I think I think if Quinns weren't playing us, I would want Quinns to win. Just from the season they've had, the players they've got. Um there's, there's a really, really good story there. Um but obviously as a Chiefs fan. I'm hoping we, we get yeah. over the line. Um, this is actually our, our sixth consecutive Premiership final. Yeah. And what have you won? Four out of the last? No, three out of the last five. Two. two just a two. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was three. Nope, just a two. But yeah, um, good luck to both teams. But mainly Exeter, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Up the southwest. <laughs> I just, um, yeah, interesting team selection as well. Because you did it for exactly the same team in the semi-final. Jack Knott's full bat, Hog on the bench, which I was bloody shocked about when he announced that for the semi-final. Uh, how, how you put Hog on the bench, he's been one of the best players in the Northern Hemisphere this year. I don't know if it's a tactical thing or if he's giving Cuthbert a nice send-off, which I don't really agree with all the time. I, I get after Cuthbert is leaving for Wales. It doesn't necessarily mean he automatically gets in the team just because he's leaving. No, I, I I think it's based on form. To be honest, I think Hoggy has been unbelievable. Yeah, but over the past sort of like month or so, he's not been quite. Yeah, where, and I think Baxter's just put chucked him out and gone. You know, you, you are a massive name, but the club is bigger than you. Yeah, and yeah. he's more. I think he's accepted that. I think there was a story Baxter said to him. You know, how are you going to react to this? And Hoggy went, you'll get a reaction from me, mate. Don't you worry about that. Yeah. As in, like, I'm going to prove. I'm not like I'm pissed off. As in, I'm going to prove that you shouldn't have dropped me. Exactly. So, yeah, then... fair, fair play. That's how you react. You don't, yeah, don't throw toes out the cop. And then Jack Noll came in and scored twice. So Yeah, Jack Noll's just... I absolutely love him. He's my favourite player at the moment. <laughs> I was telling Mickey about it because Mickey borrowed my um, BTA, BTA account to watch the semi. Mm. And I was like, is it wrong to be in love with Jack Noll? And he's like, mate, I've loved him for years. So, he's yeah. beautiful, man. Jack Nile's our boy. But yes, that uh, officially ends the Vicky Breakdown. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Um, on to this week's episode then. Um, as we've been tasting beers and talking about beers, we are going to give you a guide to drinking beers. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to tell you how to drink a beer, because that's pretty obvious. You just pour it in a glass and tip it into your mouth. What we mean by this is, when's the best time to drink a beer? What are the best pints that you can have? What sort of drinks do you have? In when you know for certain weather, th- certain seasons, just all things about when to drink a beer and, how, and and what events produce the best beers, basically. Um, sorry if you're nine years old and listening to this, it's not really applying to you on this occasion. Um, you can get alcohol free beers. I mean, I know Hyde can have got that in the Euros at the moment, but all the Muslim players have been moving out of the way because obviously it's beer, but yeah, there are alcohol free beers or just squash. I like a squash. Yeah. If you want to do a sort of squash review, then email us. Thebickypodcast at hotmail.com <laughs> Still from an email, but that never gets used. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, how should we kick off? Um, should we go with the seasons? Seasonal beers? Sure. So for me, it's summer at the moment. We're drinking it as we go along. Lager is very much a summer summer drink, I think. I'd have to agree. Light, refreshing, fizzy, easy to drink. Um, sort of a sessional sessional lager as well. Drink it with a football or just any sort of sport. Drink it in a pub garden. It's just it's just the perfect time for a lager. Yeah, it, it's something that's not too heavy. 
Mm-hmm. Um, perfect for a barbecue. Great Definitely. for a barbecue. Anything that comes out of a can or a bottle. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you got a hot dog in one hand, beer in the other. Exactly. Beautiful. Yeah. What are your go-to summer lagers? Oh, um, I think you, the, the top ones are probably, you got your Corona, um, which I actually went off from for a very long time. Um, as one of my jobs in between uni was stacking crates of Corona. Oh, yeah. <laughs> onto pallets in a dirty, dirty warehouse. Um, <laughs> the, 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 there was a time where any sort of Corona that was sold in supermarkets in the southwest of England and probably Wales might have been stacked by myself. Um, yeah, you should just spend eight, eight hours a day. It, it, it'd come in from Mexico. We'd take it off the lorries, put it on um, pallets, wrap it up, off it goes. Great times. Uh, <laughs> it was horrible, honestly. I could not stand Corona for two years, maybe. It was just... Uh, but you needed to fund your every single day of the week night out, so... <laughs> this is very true. Needs must. <laughs> Needs must. Um, I like an Australia. Yes, that's, 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 an, Australia. That's, a, that's a... Yeah, it's not a common one. No. Most people would go for, like you said, a Corona or a Peroni. But yeah, yeah. I do like an Australia. Australia's good. Um, what's the other one with the Sol? Like a Sol? Oh, yeah. Bit of but it's not Corona. It's not, it's true. Famous uni song that I made up. I could have made that song, sorry. <laughs> um, but I think my favourite one of all time, and I'm, I'm sad to, to see it, but it, it, I discovered it in the, in the for my first summer of uni. Um, it was San Miguel Fresca. Um, Fresca, okay. Oh, mate, honestly, you were there, but. Yeah. Oh my god, it's it's such a never, it's, it was so good, and <laughs> they they discontinued it, and oh mate, I, I've so looked, we can quite literally say San Miguel Fresca if you know you know. Hundred percent, if you know you know. It was discontinued six years ago, and I still cannot find a beer like it. No, see that's interesting because San Miguel, just normal San Miguel, is my fate. Is my go-to. Yeah. Um, pint. Yeah. So that is. I don't remember, don't think I ever had the fresco. Did we? Did I have it with you? You, you, you may. You may have done. I mean, I I, what, obviously, it didn't, it didn't leave a lasting effect on me. I don't remember it, but God, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the like the end. It was start at the end of first year, leading to the summer. Where I mean, first year matters, but not really. So, um, like, you're still doing your assignments, but when the weather started getting hot, you're having barbecues, and it's just I used to just pick up a crate of this fresco stuff, and oh my god. Yeah, as that was my go-to, loved it in there. Um, but yeah, sadly no longer. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame these beers get discontinued. Um, other ones that aren't that good, but will do a job. Carling, Bud, Bud, Carlsers. Yeah. I suppose Foster's is pissed. Though. She's fucking vile. Yeah, yeah. I mean, weirdly, I prefer a Foster's out of a can than from a uh, pump and a pint. Yeah. Um, I mean, I used to like Foster's out of a can until it was my uni first year <laughs> go-to choice and just drank, just overdrank it and you just get sick of it. Sick of it coming back up, really. That's, that's the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> it takes better coming back up than it does going down. <laughs> exactly. That's how bad Foster's is. <laughs> um, or... 
any of the Euros laggers. Just promote that there from Beer Company. Um, Beercompany.com. B-I-E-R. Yes. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's your summer beers. And then I also like a cider at summer. Yeah. But a fizzy cider. So not a proper, like... Old Rosie. Um, old Rosie, yeah. A, a fizzy cider we want. So you're, you're talking your factors. That's definitely the go-to. Factors, there's many, many different types of factors. I, I like the standard factors gold. Don't mind the factors Katie. That's quite nice. Not a huge fan of haze. I, I don't really like haze. And the lemon one, I definitely don't like. That was, that was the one they bought out quite recently. And just, yeah, not a fan of that. Fair, yeah, I don't mind a cider. Um, I'm not a fan of these, like, Copperbergs and that sort of... No, I, I don't want to be... too te- sweet for me. I don't want to be Texas, but that tends to be the drink that the wife goes for. Um, if, if we're going out for a, a cheeky pint. If she's not going to yeah. have one, she'll have a fruity cider. Yeah, um, I, I've been tempted, and I'm more of a fan, I think, of a cider in black. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I've never really gone for it. I just, yeah. I don't know why. Um, Snake Bite used to be called, didn't it? Cider in black. Is that yeah. what it was? Oh, I thought that was just half beer, half cider. <laughs> God knows, mate. I was, I don't know. But yeah, I like a cider in black. Um, Dark Fruits is an, an old guest's Dweebo's favourite drink. Yeah. Um, also, Kenneth Gates, he loves a strongbow dark fruit. He does. Um, Big up. Yeah, I think, my, genuinely, I think the nicest cider I've had is probably a Sheppy cider, if you know, you know. Um, <laughs> Taunton based. That might have been because I drank about 15 pints of it, but yeah. it was very enjoyable. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I tend to lean more towards a lager than a cider in the summer. Yeah, I tend to, like I say again, being from Bristol, when we all started drinking at 18, wink, wink, um, 15, 16, uh, we, we'd be on the side. It'd be, it'd be Blackthorn, Blackthorn or Strongbow. Because um, Fatcher's one, Fatcher's only came around, well, Fatcher hadn't around as long as the other two. Um, but yeah, then when Fatcher came in, that just took over, actually bombed. Yeah. Um, and then because I drank cider, that was my first sort of two, three years of drinking, I just became a bit sick of cider. So obviously when I went to uni, I got on the Fosters. Um, again, I became sick of that just because it's Fosters. It's mm-hmm. vile. But yeah, I did, I did take a liking to lager then after that. Um, and yeah, I probably, if I went to a pub, I probably would choose a lager nine times out of ten. Yeah, yeah. But on the other occasion, I do fancy a pint of Fatcher's Gold. It is quite refreshing. Yeah, I think a go-to lager for me in the summer in a pub is an Amstel. I do like that still, yes. Yeah. Very strong. And if you're feeling a bit, you know, heavy wallet, go for Peroni. Yeah. Also, right, I don't know if it's just a me thing or if it's a natural thing, right? Okay. Do do you think lagers taste different depending on the glass they're put in? 100%. Yes. Yes. Definitely. It's due to the bubbles and the combination. So, San Miguel, Amstel, Stella. Yeah. Belong in that sort of egg cup shaped type glass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Peroni is a thin pint, thin long pint glass. Mm-hmm. And then things like Foster's, Carlsberg, Carling's, just a normal standard pint glass. Yeah, the the, the thickness of the glass as well. Makes yeah, a massive difference. Yeah, I hate drinking out of plastic cups because you've got the fucking rim and they will just your fucking spit gets stuck in there and you're like, Chug, <laughs> Chug loves yeah. a plastic cup. Oh, I, mean, I bet he does. Yeah, he loves probably. it. 
yeah, so top tip, number one, if you order a pint that needs to be put in a certain glass, make sure it is put in that glass. Yes. Because it will not taste the same. San Miguel in a normal pint glass is vile. It's true. Um, San Miguel in an egg cup type pint glass, spot on. It happens too often. A, a, a lazy barman can't yeah. be asked to get the right glass. Yeah. Or on a busy day and they just run out of the glasses, which you can't really do much about. So it's quite annoying. But yeah, certainly if, if there's not busy and he's been a lazy prick and he's got a normal pint glass and put a pint of San Miguel in it, throw it in his face, order a new one, ask for the right glass. Yeah. Second top tip. You can assault a barman yep. for putting in one glass here. Yep. This is written in law. Mm-hmm. I think you'll find. Mm-hmm. I think it's something like 137.3.4 yeah. of the of the Human Rights Act. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. Isabod Kingdom Brunel or something, didn't it? Yeah, right. something yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so there you go. That is that is summer summed up for you. Yep. Um so yeah, moving on to the colder months of the year. Mm. This is when your flat ciders come in, so your your old rosies and all that. But again, we're not really cider people massively. This is when your ales, your IPAs, um, beers. I mean, yes, that's when they all come in, isn't it, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I've really got into IPAs sort of in the last year or two. I never really drank IPAs, but I've really liked my IPA in the winter months. Um, there's too many to think about to, to name uh, Brewdog do a nice IPA actually. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind Brewdog. Not my favourite, but I don't mind them. Mostly, the things with IPAs are generally they're the special ones on tap in a pub, so it's hard to name certain IPAs. You just got to go to a pub and, and see what takes your fancy. I mean, it's the same with all ales as well. So winter drinks, basically, you can't really name loads and loads of ones that to, to pick. We can't really give you any tips on that. You yeah. just got to go into a pub, look at the little casks that they've got and the, and the labels pick your favorite just just have a go try something out oh definitely i think one of my favorites is a doom bar i love a doom bar. yeah so yeah like i said there are definitely a few that you can name yeah you're from you're cornwall so doom bar tribute buckham i'm what you're devon sorry thank you very much <laughs> fucking hell you're <laughs> down there so mm. Yeah, you're, you're... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's like saying I'm fucking Welsh, isn't it? Yeah, that's fine. Um, sorry, you're Devon. Yes. So you've got your tributes, you've got your Buckcombs, you've got your Doom Bars. Yeah. But also, go into a pub and see what they got on tap. 100%. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And um, also, top tip from an ex-barman, um, if you are going to get a, an ale on draft, make sure they've got a sprinkler on. Okay. It's a, it's a little plastic thing which you can uh, twist on the end of the pump and it, it sort of sprinks out rather than just a, a flat pour. Well, there we go then. Genuine tip. Genuine tip there. Genuine tip there. Um, we'll ask Chug for confirmation on that because he's also a barman. <laughs> He'll disagree because he's not. But <laughs> <laughs> He'll say it was his idea. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so you were doing more over tribute. I am. Yeah. Yeah, I think my granddad likes a tribute. I, and I like your granddad, so yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Again, so this one's hard to name others, because, like say, you do just literally go into a pub and they all have funky names. Like, I love, like, fucking Jumping Rabbit or... Mm. Oh, Bath Ales are good. Yes, Bath Ales, yeah. Um, 
gem. I like that one. Yeah. Me and Dad used to get you get a barrel of that, like an eight pint barrel. We used to get that at Christmas. Hobgoblin. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, there are more coming out then. Yeah. It's, it's coming back to me now. It's coming back to Old me. Speckled Hen. Oh, I love an Old Speckled Hen. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan of Old Speckled. Yeah. So there are definitely some you can sort of commit to, and that's the one you're having, but also go in with an open mind. A bit like your meal deals. Don't go in thinking you know what you're going to have. Go in. What they got? This is what we're going to go for today. Mm. Another thing I enjoy is Tesco's four for six pounds. You get the bottles oh, okay. of ale. Um, they, they always have like different variants of ales on there. And yeah, four bottles for six pounds, I think is a great deal. Yeah, I think Sainsbury's used to do three for five. I don't know if that's still a thing. Mm. Certainly when I, I worked there, that was like years ago then, about 10 years ago now. They did yeah. three for five on, on bottles. Um, yeah, and then you've got your flat tires, like I say. Again, these are these are things that you just sort of go in to the pub, see what they've got. But Old Rosie is a classic. Yeah. Um, these um, are like your fucking 7 8% ciders. Which, Henry Westons. Yeah. These, these are the ones where one sip and you're thinking, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's not going to one or two ways. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm going to be dancing really happy or, or I shit myself. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's um, no in between. <laughs> Thatcher's had their own. They, um, I had it at the Stag. And I've completely forgot the name of it now. Cheddar Valley. Cheddar Valley. It was proper orange. I don't know if you saw the carton of it. Yeah. Yeah, proper orange. Like, proper rough. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The shits the next day were not good. i tell you that. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, winter winter is definitely next day poos are next level. Oh, God, yeah. Summer are not too bad because it's quite light. Lager is refreshing. But yeah, your ales, your IPAs, and your rough ciders. Good luck the next day. <laughs> Top tip. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's sort of your seasonal when to drink. Yeah, I, I think around sort of Christmas time, it's obviously what you. It's not beer related, but you got your mulled wine. Mm-hmm. I, I, I prefer yeah, the smell spirits, of a mulled wine. To a spirits, taste. other spirits tend to like your Bailey's. Yeah, Tia Maria. That's all. This is this where I drink most of my rums in the winter months. Rum? Yeah. I've never, never got into rum until I went to Barbados. It's it's quite a warming sensation, a rum. Yeah. So in, in a cold winter's month, then it is lovely. Nice. Not a fan of malt cider. No. 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 I, I'll have one. Good tradition. Yeah. At yeah. some sort of Christmas market, I'll have one. And then yeah. that starts to be done for the year. Yeah. That's all we need. Just suck it up for one and then... Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, we'll uh, we'll have a little break there, and then we'll get on to sort of the best occasion for having a pint. Sure. See you soon. You are listening to the Bicky Podcast. I hope you're enjoying this episode. If you haven't already, please send us some feedback to thebickypodcast at hotmail.com and even give off, give us a follow on Instagram at thebickypodcast. But for now, back to this week's episode. Enjoy. Hello, um, welcome back to our beer episode. I hope you've enjoyed the first half. I hope you're 
making making notes of which which drink which beers to drink at summer and which beers to drink at winter. Um, do let us know if you if you if there are any we haven't mentioned or are there any any of those ones that we said about when you walk into a pub and they're just there. Let us know the brand names. Let us know. Give tell us to have a try. DM us, email us, whatever you like. Um, yeah, so we're going to move on to the best sort of occasions for having a beer. So, like, rank, sort of a ranking system of the best pints you can have. Um, considering I've just been on holiday, airport pint is up there. That's number one for me, airport yeah. pint. The, the, doesn't matter what time of day it is, what time your flight is, the pint you have at the airport, 2am, 4am, 11am, 2pm, whatever, the airport pint is the point. The earlier, the better. Yeah. Yes. Pints. It's just it's just the fact that you know you're going on holiday. You know it's not the right time to drink a pint, but you're going to have a pint anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like you can go to Burger King in the airport and order a Whopper and a pint. <laughs> I know. Like it's, it's amazing. Just, yeah. It's and you don't even care about the price of it because it's fucking insanely overpriced. But oh yeah, you're going on holiday. Oh, that's, that'll be £7.80, please, for a pint. Yes. Yes. I'm on holiday. Uh, take twenty quid, mate. Keep your change. 100%. I've already paid for my ticket. I'm gold. I don't, <laughs> exactly. need, this, I don't, need, I don't need the money. I want a pint. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So the airport pint is 100%. I know we've gone straight in there, but airport pint is <laughs> number one. The best yeah. pint to have. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? I think... A, a, a sporting pint. Yes. I think one at a pub is better than a can at home. Of course. But they're both they're both pretty good. Mm-hmm. Any 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 drink when you're watching sport is up there. Do you prefer a pint at a stadium or a pint at a pub watching a game? See, the trouble with stadium is, is the plastic cups. It is. I'm not a fan of plastic cups. But the occasion takes away from it being a plastic cup. Mm. So I probably would go stadium because there's nothing like be- actually being at the game, is there? Let's be fair. That's like, very true. There's nothing like being at the game, watching live sport. So yeah, I'll go stadium, stadium pint, and then pub pint, and then home pint. Yeah, sport. I agree. Um, I like the cut the uh, stadiums. I like, even though I don't like plastic, I don't like the flimsy plastic cups. I like the solid plastic that you get with like diagrams and, and patterns on them. Yeah, because you can keep them without the lip, no lip. Without the lip, yeah. Mm. You are, yeah, you can either collect them up, which some kids do at the end of the games, running around collect because there are a pa- you pay a pound deposit and you get that pound back if you give the cup back in usually. So yeah, kids are running around at the end of the game, fucking picking all these cups up, or you keep them, which I do, and I like them. I've got a few. Yeah, I've got I've got places. one. I've got a couple from um, America, from New York. We watched. I went with my family ages ago and we watched New York in the basketball. Nice. Um, so we got a couple of those. A couple of Bristol Bears ones. A couple of Twickenham ones just from being watching England. Yeah. Um, I've got an Ivy Bridge one, actually. Ooh. They started doing them. They branched uh, out. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. So I got a couple of them. They're nice. <laughs> I got some Chiefs ones. Nice. Um, I've got a couple from like beer festivals I've been to as well. A couple of them. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's underrated collection yeah, yeah i think it is that the hard plastic yeah there needs, to be, there needs to be a name for people who collect them there's a name for everyone else that you collect mm. there probably is a name if we googled it but um other pints then other occasions for a pint i think 
the pint you have when you're 13 with your dad. Yes. Where he just goes, go Good on, point. son. Good yeah. point. It's normally one of those small French ones. Yeah. In the, like a tiny, tiny bottle. It's normally one of those. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, I mean, it's normally a classic like Foster's and like that. But, yeah, you know. Usually, usually a Shandy as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. Actually, I'm a fan of the Lager Top. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, I know a lot of people frown upon it, but look, if it's a hot day, a lager top. Oof. That is that is very true. Yeah, it's refreshing. That little lemony kick. It's lovely. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's nice because it's you know it's like it's your first outing with your dad as, a, as an adult. Mm. Um, it's it's shit if you've got your mum there. Oh, of course it is. Because she's looking at your dad like. Why are you buying him a pint? He's 13. And you're like, Mum, can you just leave me alone, please? I'm 13. Yeah. Your dad's like, he's having a pint. He's 13. So, yeah. It's, it's, that's an intriguing conversation that gets had, I'm sure, with my, across many families across the UK. Yeah. Is it a UK thing? I feel, I feel it's that at that point is only a UK thing. Oh, massive so. I think... But I, don't, I, don't, I can't see an American going out with his dad down the pub to have a pint when he's 13. No, I think other cultures, like if you look at the Italians and stuff, they have wine from the age of like nine anyway. So yeah, it's not a big deal. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's it's a big deal here. It's it's definitely a British thing to go out of your dad to the pub when you're 13 and have a pint. The first legal pint with your dad's a good one as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good one. Even your mum enjoys that one because it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> like that um, one. Yeah, the first one you buy yourself as well. Sort of going off the back of that. Yeah. It's, when you, this could be legal or not, depends how accessible fake IDs are. Mm. But yeah, that first one, when you walk into the pub and you go, I'll have a pint, please, sir. And he asks for your ID, you give him your ID, he's like, Sure thing, mate. You're like, Yes, I bought a pint. I never pint, uh, I yeah. enjoy, which I think. When I say it, you won't understand it, but when I explain it, you will. Okay. The third pint. The third pint. The third pint, right? Okay, yeah. Like, on a night out or just, like, in a pub garden, whatever. The first pint, right, is nice, but no one really drinks beer for the taste, really. It doesn't taste massively nice. Yeah. But, I mean, it it varies. So the first pint is a bit of a warmer-upper. Okay, yeah, right, this 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 is what we're doing. Yep. The second pint is normally drunk with haste because um, y- your body's getting used to it. You're just speeding up. You're getting into it. The third pint you're in, you've got the flavour. You've, you're, you're enjoying yourself. Yeah. You're thinking, okay, well, this night could either stop now and I've had a wonderful time or it can keep going. Yeah, I but agree with that. That's the, good logic. The third pint is the most important pint. Yes, there is, there is, there is top tip. Yeah, the third pint always stay for at least three pints. Yeah, because like you say, a lot of people make the mistake they go out, they have one, they didn't really enjoy it, and then they'll go in. But like you say, that you're not going to enjoy that first one. You're not drinking to enjoy it. You're going to drink the second one really fast, like you say, because you just you've had the first one. You probably got a mate who's fucking on his fifth one already, and you're trying to keep up with him. So you're going to net your second one, and you get to the third one, yeah, and you do you fully appreciate like yes, I'm I'm out now. Mm. I'm out with my mates, I'm having a few drinks, I'm on my third pint, this is the one. The third pint. The third pint, that's it. <laughs> that is it, the third pint. 
Um, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. What are other occasions for a pint? Oof. Um, I don't think there's any... There's got to be some specifics in there. Yeah, I remember that this went round trending on Twitter a long time ago about you know when the, when the best time to have a pint is. Mm. Oh, after a meal. After a meal pint. So when you're a bit, a little bit bloated, a bit full up, and you just sip on a nice pint, and you're like, mm, yeah, that's 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 bringing it down, that's washing it down, it's it's cleansing me a bit. Mm. Another um, niche one yeah. is the haircut pint. Ever for a beer? What happened to haircut? I, in Plymouth, when we moved to uni, that, that, and um, Fresh is that first place we ever tried out. That was uh, yeah. yeah. Lucas, Lucas loved that. It's, it's, I think it's actually a thing, the haircut pint. I've never uh, been offered it anywhere else apart from Plymouth. Um, but I go to quite a traditional barbers anyway mm. here. But yeah, the haircut pint is quite cool. I, I, I like it, but I don't like it all in the same thing. Like, it's terrible as like you say, you can't just have one. True. Like if you're just gonna go and get a haircut, you just have have a pint. It can either go well again one or two ways. Usually when I have just one stop, I feel tired. Yeah, it just tires me out. Because beer does tire you out if if you stop, you gotta keep going. But yeah, or never... you can have one and think fuck it, we're getting on it, and then you spend more money than you plan to just for getting a haircut. Yeah, another thing with a haircut pint is for I quite I like to sit quite still with a haircut. Because I wanted to cut my hair properly. Yeah. If I'm always leaning for a pint, yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna catch you, innit? Yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. The haircut pint. It's a novelty, isn't it? Like, yeah, you want to get a haircut, and you get a pint. Like, it's not expected, but it's the, the the logistics of a haircut pint is is tricky. Yeah, definitely, it's tricky. Christmas day pints. Yeah. Good, good time to have a pint, usually an ale, as we've mentioned. Yeah, I, I've never really done it to be honest. I've never really got drunk on Christmas Day. No, I don't get drunk on Christmas Day. Usually Boxing Day is when I get let a bit loose. Mm. So I'll go have a Boxing Day pint over a Christmas Day pint. Okay. I, I've always either like had young family around for Christmas Day, so couldn't really get too drunk. Or when I used to work in bars, I used to work Boxing Day. So again, can we really enjoy it? Yeah, I'm in that position. Now. I I work one of one of the two. So yeah. Whichever one I'm not working is the one I'll get pissed on, basically. Yeah. Um. First first pint at summer is always oh, yeah. a good one because obviously free when you've been going in the pubs, you've been drinking in the pubs. It's pretty cold. You've got a coat on. It's that first beer garden. You sat outside. The sun is shining. You're in shorts. You've got glasses on. Lovely sip of Amstel or San Miguel. Just mm. yes, we're we're in summer now. Summer has begun. The the first pint post lockdown was a lovely pint. That was that's that's again that's a niche a niche pint because obviously we don't tend to have lockdowns. No, we don't. They're not a regular part of life. So yeah, the first pint after lockdown was pretty special. It'd been a, obviously we've been drinking throughout, but it's not the same drinking at home. Oh no. So yeah, to actually have a pint poured. In a proper pint glass, as it should be, whichever pint, depending on the pint you have, obviously. Mm. Yeah, sat in the garden thinking, I've not been here for a year. Yeah, I think I think the first pint of your stag was pretty nice. Yeah, because that was, you know, the first proper... For, I think, sort of in the, in the summer last year, we had a few sort of days where we could do stuff, but, I mean, after, it was probably a full year, wasn't it, before we yeah. did anything proper. 
So yeah, yeah. First, first pint on a stag do. Yeah. That's, that's an exciting pint. That's because you you're thinking this is a start here. This is going to go very wrong very yeah. quickly. But I want it to go very wrong very quickly. So. That's the only first pint you'll ever enjoy. First yes. stag do pint. Yes. After that, no. Similar for a wedding pint as well. Yeah, I think a wedding pint is actually nice because usually, from experience, yes, you have wine and prosecco with your toast and your meals. Mm. So then to to go because I I don't mind wine and prosecco, but it is quite sweet and I couldn't drink it all night. So to then have that first actual pint of lager, that's nice. It's that bitterness takes away from the sweetness of the wine you've been having. You're like, oh yes, I've been waiting for this beer. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one actually. To be fair, yeah, I, th- uh, I think the first pint post like a white wine is always nice. Yeah, the white, well, yeah, tops it. Follow white wine with lager, but they say wine before beer stay clear, don't they? Beer before wine, you're fine. Is that what they say? That's what they say. I just think mixing, no, dangerous. True, but I mean, <laughs> that's what they, they also say. say Five and drive, nine and fine. So, ales and whales is allowed as well. Yeah. So, top tip: if you are nine years old, um, in nine years' time, you'll be start. Well, in six years' time, you'll be starting to drink. Um, nine pints is absolutely fine. You can drive. Uh, sorry, five pints you can drive. Sorry, nine you're absolutely fine to so just carry on going about your business. Mm. And um, unlimited ales and whales. Exactly. If you get ten pints, then unlucky. <laughs> That's all I can say, really. <laughs> oh, all these nine-year-olds are getting so many tips from us. <laughs> the next generation are going to be fucked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they listen to this, and yeah, definitely. <laughs> Good, luck. Good luck to you. <laughs> um, other pints. I think that's all the pints, eh? Is that all the pints? I'm trying to think of occasions, yeah. Just, I think because of this last year, I completely forgot about all the occasions you have. A drink. We, we, we've not done anything. So yeah, you have. We have lost it. Um, we've got. Oh, but yeah, on the beach pint. Oh, and on the beach pint. Mm. You always take a few bottles with you, don't you? Yeah. Tinnies, a few tinnies, a few tinnies. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm. But definitely, number one is airport pint. There is nothing that will ever beat. An airport point? No. No. No, I can't. That's nothing. If, if you if nothing. you if you've got something, just let us know. But we'll disagree with you because airport point is number yeah. one. Airport point is definitely number one. Hundred percent easy. Mm. Um. Spirits then. Okay. I know. I know. We're just mainly about beer, but. I think there are certain spirits for certain occasions. Of course there are, yeah. Um, I think a whiskey, I don't really like whiskey, but if I was going to have a whiskey, it's either at a wedding or a funeral. Because mm-hmm. generally, it's quite an old generation drink. Yes. So, and generally, not you know, I'm not going to say all the time, but generally the funerals you're going to go to are going to be your grandparents, more than likely. And they probably would have had Whiskey, as as their, throughout their childhood, and not their childhood, but their teenage, adulthood. So yeah, that, I'd probably have a whiskey there just in honour of someone. Yeah. And definitely a wedding, because again, I had one at mine, because obviously her 
her granddad passed away like sort of ten years ago. And he was a whiskey drinker, so we have in honor of him. And my granddad was actually there, and he likes whiskey, so I had one with him. So yeah, so the whiskey is sort of a in honor drink, I think. I, yeah, I, I think choose whiskey on a night out, and I couldn't choose it for fun. No, I'd have it in honor of something. I think champagne and whiskey are the two sort of toasting. Yeah, yeah, toasting drinks. Champagne and whiskey are for for some an occasion in honor of someone or something. Mm-hmm. Um, vodka, I think, is a general whenever. Um, I can that's use my night out spirit. Yeah, yeah, like, I think that's, that's classic, like house party vodka in it. Just bring a bottle. Yeah, usually, usually Coke. Yeah, uh, one of my mates he likes a uh, vodka Fanta fruit twist. Ooh, intrigue! Interesting combination. Oh, I'll give that a try. Whenever, oh, whenever I see a Fanta fruit twist, I I think it's probably vodka in there because that's all I know. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to try that out one day. Um, there are certain spirits that are only for shots. Mm-hmm. Sambuca. Tequila. Tequila. Uh, Uzo. Uzo. That is dangerous. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Orange stuff. Absinthe, of course. Absinthe. That is vile, but fun. Mm. Um, rum. I Like I said, just got into. I do like it with a... I like it with Coke. But I would rather have a vodka and coke. Okay. So I do like a rum cocktail, a rum-based cocktail. We had a few of those this last week because I think all the other flavors mixed with the rum is nice. Whereas just coke and rum is, you can taste the rum. It's quite a bit of a ooh rum. D- did you have any BBCs in Barbados? Uh, that, that could go one. It's 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 a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> there are many many BBCs. I'm sure. But... <laughs> If you know, you know. If you're nine years old, do not try and find that out. No, if you do um, nine, you should. No, we didn't have. We we the cocktails we had one was called uh, a melon melon love, mm-hmm. which is rum, melon liqueur, melon juice, and something else. Um, dark and stormy. That was like classic. Yeah, yeah. We had that. Um, a sea breeze, which is a vodka based one, mm-hmm. basically set on the beach. I think. Yeah. That's what you find with all inclusive hotels. They've got cocktails, but they've named them sort of themed around their hotel and the place you're at. Even though it's it's like you know, like I say, sex on the beach is sex on the beach, but they'll call it a sea breeze just because they're by the sea. Um, yeah, that tend to be it. Those three we mix around those. Fair. I think I it probably won't be in the Caribbean, but I think one of my favourite cocktails is a, is a mojito. Oh I yeah, lo- I love a mojito. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I don't mind a mojito. Um, we had a pina, We tried a pina colada, actually. One oh, day. yeah? Thoughts? Not a fan. I'm, I'm Quite not thick. a fan. Yeah. It's, it's more like a milkshake-type drink. It's a bit custardy, isn't it? Yeah, a cocktail you want, like, fruity and light, not thick and heavy. I completely agree. Um, so, yeah. So, rum, for me, rum in cocktails, don't mind, as just a rum and mixer. I would drink it if I, you know, if it was the only drink that's available to me. But I wouldn't. I would rather have a vodka and coke than a rum and coke. Yeah, I think for rums, I I, I enjoy quite a lot. Um, Kraken is a fantastic rum. Probably my favourite rum. Yeah, uh, I, you, I have to promote Mount Gay because Mount Gay, good good rum. Um, all classic Sailor Jerry's, Captain Morgan's, all those yeah. sort of stuffs. Um, um, the best vodka for me. Absolute vodka. Russian. 
it is so smooth. I can actually, I can drink that. I could do a shot of that, and it tastes all right, like normal to me. Mm. You know, when you do a shot, you're supposed to be put in a face, and it's like, oh god, I did a shot. But that, I can drink it. And be like, mm, that was actually all right. All right, you're a bigger man than I. <laughs> <laughs> um, whiskies. I mean, my granddad is famous grouse, so I'll just throw that one out there. Fair. Tequilas. There's that. Is it Sierra with the Mexican hat as the as the lid? Is that the one that's got the worm in it? I don't know. I don't there, there, there is a type that's got like a, a worm in the bottom, like a maggot. Oh, nasty. Yeah. Now this one's like a squarish bottle with a sombrero hat as the lid. Oh, I like that. Um, you probably drank it at my stag because Bruce was handing it around to everyone. Oh, I probably did, mate. <laughs> Um, Sambuca, I don't actually know any brands of Sambuca. We just drank it. It's just flavour, isn't it? Black, yeah. blue, pink, red. Yeah. Um, sours. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's not even like it's strong. It's just horrible. Yeah, it's just... It, it's like mouthwash. Yeah. Grim. Um, something I do enjoy at Christmas is port. So that's, that's quite a rugby thing as well. Yeah, yeah. We, we usually pass that around. Someone's got a bottle of that, you know, at every game. And if we've won, we pass it around. And if we've lost, we pass it around. You pass it around <laughs> twice if you lost. Yeah, well, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, port. I do dip mine port. But yeah, I think that's generally the spirits we go for. I'm, we're actually like we're massive drinkers. I'm really not. No, not at all. Um, I just wanted to cover sort of all drinking aspects. Yeah, why not be all inclusive? Like yeah, your, we are. Like, like your uh, honeymoon, of course. Yes, yes. yes. My was all inclusive. Yes. <laughs> um, it's another thing. With all inclusive, you don't tend to get beer. No. So there was a lag. There was a lager on tap. It was called Banks. Obviously, it was Barbados Lager. It was nice for a one-off one, but okay. I couldn't. I couldn't have just drank it all day. It was more. I mean, all inclusive. I think it's more cocktails and spirits when you're all inclusive. Yeah, Probably because you get more value for money anyway. Exactly, yeah. So, but yeah, definitely. I was more cocktail-based last week with the odd pint of Banks. It was nice, okay. but I couldn't have drank it as a session. No? No. So if Barbados make the next World Cup, will there be a beer company, Banks? <laughs> there, might be. there might be. There might be. We'll have to email B-I-E-R company. <laughs> we certainly will. <laughs> That'd be interesting, actually, to do a World Cup one because I where, who found I found it, didn't I? It's just on face, it's on my Facebook. It's just random that we found. Maybe, it yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know how we stumbled across it, but yeah, but it is it's a pretty cool box. Anyway, we've already spoken about that. We have. <laughs> um, I think well, that's kind of sort of to a natural close. There, we've we've covered most drinking aspects. Mm-hmm. We've covered seasonal drinks, uh, the best types of pints. Um, so yeah, let's let's go with the five five steps to being successful at drinking beer. Okay. Um, number one is make sure you have the right glass. Of course. Uh, number two, if you're nine years old, nine is fine. That's fine. Just nine pints should be absolutely fine. Number three, variety. Just try everything. Yes, with the, especially at winter. Summer, summer generally, you, you do have your the one you stick to, but definitely winter. Go in, like your meldos, go into the pub, see what they got in the little casks, look at the labels. Don't I usually pick based off the name? Yeah, it's like the Grand National, isn't it? Yeah, 
Yeah, it is genuinely. <laughs> That's a cool name. I like that. Part of that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, go into a pub. Don't don't know what you want to have. Certainly at winter, try yeah. try try other casks, cask ales. Uh, number four, airport pint would always be number one. Always number one. You can try and debate that with us if you want, but you're not going to win. No. And number five. If you find a Samago Fresca, please send it my way. Yes. Please. Yes. If you find Samago Fresca in any country on any holiday you ever go on, you automatically win at drinking beer. Yeah, you do. It's like when we used to play golf at uni. If you hit the seagull or a pigeon, <laughs> it's an instant win. <laughs> what a stupid rule that was. <laughs> I forgot about that. We always just say it, didn't it? There'll be, yeah, there'll be seagulls flying around on the golf course. And it's probably Bruce who went, oh, you've got that instant win. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, right. Yes, if you find <laughs> San Miguel Fresca in the world anywhere, you automatically win. And you please do. let us know where so we can get it to. I will travel far for a Fresca. Yeah. Mm. I probably won't, but I know, I know Grieve will. I will. <laughs> and he will document it on our socials. As he I certainly will. Uh, but yes, look look to our socials for our ratings for the beer company Euro Laggers. Mm. Uh, we've got like so we've got eight to catch up on, and then by the time this gets released, there'll be another two. And by the time you listen to it, probably another four. Could probably listen until Monday. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we've got quite a lot to catch up on. We'll get through. We we drank them. We just need to get the pictures and get the ratings going. Yeah. Um. So yes, look to our socials, and we look forward to hearing uh, talking to you again next time. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Love you back.